Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. My name's Corey. The Bonks Express, I don't know what he's doing. He's still, he still thinks he's on Christmas leave. So, we've got the one, the only, Schmitty. G'day, Corey. G'day, listeners. How, how are we today? Yeah, good, mate. Good. And look, I'm glad you're here because it's probably a little bit more common sense. It's probably a little bit more knowledge and a lot less bullshit. So, uh, good to have you around, <laughs> Schmitty. We were just having a quick chat off air that I'm keen to do a podcast with you every week this year. Um, so, probably double the intake for the listeners uh, out there. You know, just one where i got to put up with that dickhead for 25 minutes. <laughs> and just another one where, look, if you're only going to tune into one show each week, then might as well come listen to the best in the business why not okay i keen to get around it this year it'll be good that's good look well, it's not going to be a big pod today more or less we are just going to talk about a couple of things that took our fancy when we just opened a couple of cute things uh, a couple of surprises a couple of mid prices that we've just kind of penciled in at the moment and probably most importantly when you're having to play with team picker how you do your structure and what you do and and where you play around with things. Because a lot of people uh, tend to just go 102 rookies for the sake of making their team look better, and that's just a very unhealthy way to do it. So uh, just a little bit of fun and games. You know, it is December, probably way too early to be talking about Supercoach. I mean, half the players aren't even back training yet, but Christmas still to come. But it's always fun, exciting. The Discord was going off this morning. If you don't, have you not in our Discord yet, definitely head over there, jump in there. You'll probably get January for free. February will probably be where payments start coming up again. Um, but definitely go check it out. Now, Smitty, look. Yes. I'm going to be a little bit different today. Normally, you know, everyone starts defense and works for midfielders and forwards and stuff. I'm going to start in the rucks, mate, because something yeah. took my fancy starting this morning, uh, opening up the first thing I seen this morning. Had a little bit of a geese through there. I mean, Maxi Gorn, 657K. Sean Darcy, who I think is going to be very, very popular pick this year. Brody Grundit, yep. 627. Um, what did you look at when you first opened it? I'll let you go first, and let's see if you found my kind of left field kind of double pick. All righty. Um, I mean, obviously, Pruce is going to be the most popularly owned Ruckman, you'd assume. Um, yeah. But what did you look at? Well, honestly, the Rucks, I'll probably give it, given the least time to because as soon as I opened Team Picker this morning, I went straight for the old set and forget, Gorn and Grundy, just obviously... You know, for those who don't know, I'm a very passionate Collingwood supporter and I've seen a lot of Grundy stuff lately in terms of training and he's, he's obviously just come out and said, you know, he shedded some kilos to try and get himself a, li- a bit more lean uh, and I'm obviously just really keen to see what he can do. So he's in my side, but it's probably more bias than anything at the moment. In saying that, he's not a bad pick, obviously. Um, but just scrolling through now as we're chatting, um, yeah, like I said, I haven't really penciled in anyone else other than those two i'm just trying to stay one we just started them it's just <laughs> um oh, look yeah. i think Bruce is there at 204k i think that'll probably be the close to one of the most popularly yeah, ruckman yeah. starting the season that's going to be big cash gen um i think the ruck forward option almost has to be a must the fact that we're going to have tim english uh forward i mean we've got first time anything dominic akui a ruck defender at 102k <laughs> But the fact that we've got Tim English as a right yeah. forward option, just in case anything goes wrong, um, and I think will be very, very popular. So we've got Jack Williams as your ruck forward. We've got Dante Vistini 
as a ruck forward. He'll probably be popular. Um, and Eric Benning as a ruck forward. We've got another defensive ruck in Oscar Adams as well. So imagine one of them got to start. Uh, but they're your 117K ruck forwards. The other one that I really liked, and he's kind of at an awkward price, and he's just had another player go across there in Marvel yep. Child, but it's up to the Gold Coast Suns. And it's Jared Witts at 380K. Jared, uh, 380. I just yeah. saw the name and didn't even look at the price. Yeah, so Jared Witts at 380 is one that I don't mind because he can, mm. you know, we played three games last year. He averaged 87.3. He's definitely underpriced. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's a quick, what, it's a quick 100, 200K. Um, and then, yeah, for sure. He could easily average 100 too. Yeah, and then straight up to one of the bigger boys on the on the switch later down the track. I can get it done. The only reason I look at this, and it's funny because you know, I spoke about it at the end of last year that I'll be set and forget no matter what, and you know, here comes around and we got this again. But it's just the beautiful fact that it gives you an extra premium in another line going with that Proofs-Wits combo of yeah. purely off that theory that you know neither of them are losing the number one role unless they get injured. So yeah. they're both injury-prone. It's super risky. I mean, this talk, we'll, get, we'll have plenty of talk about this in the, you know, in the, as the season gets closer. Um, I mean, I can guarantee you that we'll get to round one and Proofs will probably be injured just before it starts. I'm going to run things <laughs> apart again. But, Every chance. Yeah, there's, look, there's a couple of Ruckman just everywhere that what do you think of um, uh, old Maxi Lynch going over to Hawthorne? I know they've obviously got um, the big noodle, Ned Reeves, and you know Ben McAvoy plays wherever they need him. But do you think Lynch is worth a look? I've seen a few teams with him. Um, yeah, obviously from he got limited opportunities at Collingwood. I'm I'm personally not going to do it, but myself, I've already pretty much ruled that one out, just given that he's already 200k, and I don't think. He's got the capacity to really average anything more than 70. Um, I don't know, but still, obviously, food for thought. If it came round one, like if it got to round one and Bruce Witz and Max Lynch were all named as in the starting rucks, I'd probably mm-hmm. run it. Oh, yeah, fair yeah. enough. But I can't see him getting that gig, to be honest. Like, I just think there's going to be a couple ahead of him that... Um, they just don't have many, that's the thing. Like, yeah. Reeves is probably their go-to at the moment unless Lynch takes the spot off him during the preseason. Yeah. Like, you can't see that changing at all. So, yeah. look, that's where we'll sit on that one. Um, anything else? Anyone else in the ruck department? That I I look at uh, Jacob Edwards as, as a ruck forward, 123K at North, who could potentially be an option to get a game. Um, but in saying that, they're not really screaming out for another key position tall. As far as I'm aware, they've obviously got Larky, Zerha, who plays a bit bigger. There they might be a spot for him, but... Um, yeah, he was the number one pick in last year's mid-season draft, if I recall correctly. Uh, the funniest part about all this, too, is the ruck department year on year has been that one that you go to, and it's always like, fuck, it's so expensive. you got to pay it. you got to pay it. Yeah. This year, I feel that there is so much value in ruck selections. Like, you know, Rob or Marshall could definitely take that next step up. and Hundy. They're, they're probably underpriced. Um, yeah. You know, Grundy is definitely underpriced. For, yeah, I, I think so. We've had it every single year. Um, you know, could Pitney put out enough? Probably not, but he's there. Uh, Sammy Draper at Essendon. The one yeah, thing that worries me about Gorn, too, and the reason that I kind of like that idea of saving in the rucks, I mean, it's early days, like I said, it's going to change 7,000 mm. times, is the emergence of Luke Jackson last year was... So big, like he's yeah, an absolute star, and I, th- I think they're going to kind of want to use him more as a ruckman into the, as seasons progress as well. 
Yeah, I, I agree. But then they also, like, Gorn still averaged 120, even with Jackson, like, playing a pretty decent role in that side. Like, you know, even though Gorn didn't ruck as much as we probably have seen him in the past, like, you know, you still get great points for intercept marking and, and him dropping back and helping the defense is something that he prides himself on too. So there's still points there to be had, even if he's not in the ruck. It'd be bloody handy if that Jacob Edwards guy could get a game. I just don't, I just, I don't see how he, how he yeah. does. Um, yeah. All right, let's go. Oh, this is tough because the forward line is absolutely stacked. Let's go to the forward line because I think it's going to be a topic that really interests people. Have you spent much time having a look through this? Because look, I'm yeah. not going to lie, I've, I haven't spent a shit ton of time on Supercoach. I, I was working today, um, but I did just have a bit of a play. I mean, the easiest thing I think was there was that one-two combo right at the top in Josh Dunkley and Mitch Duncan. I yeah. probably don't see how I don't run that. I mean, Timmy Taranto's got that kind of spot there too. Dusty Martin is probably the cheapest we've probably ever seen him coming to the season. Eight kegs lighter. Yeah. Is that good or bad for Dusty? Who knows? Trelaw. Um, you know, Degoe is probably not playing round one, but there's another kind of midfield option. It is absolutely stacked with mid-forwards at that top end. Yeah. You know, one that probably if it wasn't so stacked in a lesser extent, I would have had a look at in like Taron Thomas as well, who played some good footy at the back end of last year. Yeah, I um, finished last year with him. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the ruck forward in Tim English. I mean, it's almost yeah. perfect the way it fits into the thing. But, you know, you need Tim English to be kind of solo ruck at, at um, the doggies for that to work because of his name round one, say, with a Martin or a Sweet, you know, the worry that he's going to sit forward all game and some yeah. of those, you know, scores can end up being 40s and shit like that too. So what did you kind of look at as soon as you opened Supercoach and seen this freaking stacked mid-forward set? I've, I've always been a little bit scared of Mitch Duncan. Um, I've, ha- I've had him before many times, but um, I don't know if there's just something about him. It's probably the injuries Injury, that yeah. sort of get me. Um, Taranto, I've never really had, um, uh, Haw- you know, Hawkins is not one that I'd probably start with. He seems to be the one who just is in mad form at the end of the year that everyone sort of goes and says, I need one more forward. And Hawkins is about 450 and he kicks seven, scores 180 and, you know, wins you a game or something like that. But, um, yeah, Dusty's obviously a good price. I've got Toby Green in my team at the moment. Um, who else have I got there? I think um, Dunkley for me is like obviously the biggest lock. If uh, he doesn't show any signs of struggling uh, with his recovery, if he's still in that phase, I'm not really sure where he's at. Um, Zach Butters at four four forty three looks okay. Like he obviously started off last year like a house on fire before he got injured. So if he can show something. He might be worth having a crack at just for a bit of a smoky starter. Uh, other than that, it's starting to get into a bit of murky waters, I guess. Um, it's going to be an interesting game when we sit there and try and do our top 10 predictor at the end of the season <laughs> with how stacked this is. Yeah, there's a few good options there. You know, Heaney always provides value, but obviously has history of being a bit flaky. Um, I think I think one of the biggest talking points is Cogs. Yeah, so we're going to the lower end of the scale now, yeah. Yeah, moving more into that mid-range, lower end. Like, Cogs at 261 could be the biggest like biggest bargain of the year. Yeah, and look, I understand people like, oh, you know, Keneally, like, does he still have a blah, blah, blah. Mate, if his name around one, just pick him. 
It, yeah. it is as simple as that. Yeah. Um, um, I like looking at guys who are coming back from injury, but I wouldn't be really going near Michael Walters at 350. Um, I've got Jack Gunston in at the moment. Just, again, just because I don't want to forget about him. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's not really much else there in the mid-range that I can see yet. The other one I like, and it's going to be tough because it's, it'll, be it'll be a real big pre-season kind of thing. And, I mean, it's it's a little bit cheeky because he's cheap as shit anyway. Will Brody at 224K. Um, you know, who's out of Constable and Brody, who's going to get that chair of spot? Um, yeah. You know, who's going to get, you know... Well, those your bikes. constable's not going to get it because he's not up for you. Charlie Constable. Yeah, Charlie Constable didn't get a free. He went to Gold Coast. Did he? Yeah. Fuck. What am I thinking of? That? <laughs> uh, uh, Jordan Clark, maybe. Jordan Clark, thank you very much, dickhead. Yeah. Jordan Clark. Yeah. <laughs> so, which one of those two is going to get those minutes? Fucking hell. You know yeah, the true. worst part is, is I had what? Jordan Clark's face in my mind. <laughs> but like a constable. And that was very good to shit at me. Thanks, Charlie. No, um, yeah, so, yeah, and who's going to get the minutes out of Clark and Will Brody as well? So, yeah, yeah um, that's true. I'm glad you're here, though, because Bonds wouldn't have picked up on that. He just <laughs> I was just looking at Constable, and I'm like, when you, was, when you said he was a Freo guy, and I was looking at the logo, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's red <laughs> orange. I'm like, that's definitely not purple. No, no, all good. Uh, yeah, so, Will, you know, Will Brady and Clark, um, who's going to get those midfield minutes, you know, yeah. just brought across for it. And, um, yeah. yeah, it's going to become a pretty interesting conundrum. And, you know, the thing is here, the, the reason I kind of like that lower ruck situation, if it ever got to work, is because it almost... You know, the likes of Brody, Clark, Constable, Cornelio, not so much Clark, but, you know, you can have, you can spend a little bit more on those top-end premiums. Yes. We're all going to want Dacos. We're all going to want Horn Francis. It's, you know, it's where, where does that money come from? Um, yeah. And it'll be a long time thinking and a long time sussing. And, I mean, there's parts of me that just thinks, fuck, I'd love to go for fourth premium forwards as well. But then I remember mm. back... You know, you remember back and you're like, well, is that the smart thing to do? Because if you get one of them wrong, you're not paying much more to get them when they're right. Like, yeah, if someone yeah, exactly. else starts popping up, like it's, I kind of like that even approach across the lines. I'd rather spend the money on those those rookies and go from there. But um, another name, and I'm not saying I'm picking him, but I did bookmark it. And someone I think is about time he kind of just exploded a little bit more is uh, Jade Gresham from St. Kilda. Yeah, um, I, I looked at him before. Yeah, you know, only the three games last year. It's someone that I think that can definitely play a lot more uh, midfield minutes. I'm staring clear, very clear from Jake Stringer at this stage as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it is going to be interesting. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, there's a few good options there. It's just going to be obviously watching them and trying to pick the right one. We're still on the forward line, aren't we? Correct, yeah. Um, Elijah Holland's. Top end pick from last year hasn't debuted because he was injured. Mid forward, one twenty three k. Obviously, not privy to where he's at in terms of you know preseason and um, potential round one. But do you know much about him? Uh, I don't. I personally don't know much about him, but obviously, again, like I said, he was. I think he was a top five pick in last year's draft, and so obviously rated. Um, I think they'd be keen to possibly get him in. As soon as they could, being a top end talent. Um, Eli but, Smith probably falls in that category as well. Too. Well, he's been around for ages. Um, yeah, I'm just. I wonder when he's going to get his chance. 
if it's at a, all. It's a hard Brisbane team to crack into. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Look, in saying that, when you're picking these 123k players, I mean, you know, probably two at 123k, maybe spend up at like 140, 150 for one, even if they're not playing. Just so, like I said, you've got the spot on your team. Yeah. So it makes it, you know, it's easier if a 101 gets named or 102k gets named and you can go down and then start freeing up cash and trading around that way. That's it. Um, I'll try and I'll try and steer clear of like you know re- recent draftees because they're all in the same pool really. Um, but if there's Sam's, one you really like, just shout it. Uh, of course, um, Sam Skinner. Yep. Second chance. Um, obviously got delisted from Brisbane, picked up as a delisted free agent to Port Adelaide, if I recall correctly. And they've lost. Um, what's his name? too? Ladams. Yeah, but they did get Jeremy Finlayson, so that's almost a replacement. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Skinner defensive like he's got DPP and he's one twenty three, so that's more why I bring him up because yeah, if Port Adelaide are going to use him, he's obviously not um, you know a first year or second year player. They might have got him in for a purpose and and look to try and squeeze him in somewhere. Yeah. Uh, anything else up forward before we head down back? Yeah, no, I'm good. Let's move on. All right, let's follow Sam Skinner from forward to defence and yeah. talk about the premiums up here because it was a stacked pool of absolute talent last year and yeah it's, it's funny that you have a look at this i mean a lot of these players were defenders a lot of these players were forwards um we're we're kind of spoiled for choice when it when it comes back to this defensive line this year and, and could potentially pose one of the hardest lines to get right um jake lloyd seems undervalued at 586 and i cannot believe i'm saying that <laughs> um, when was the last time, you know? I think last year, maybe, that we, we got him at sub-600. But other than that, um, Zeebel and Hall again. Like, can that continue? You know, is Aaron yeah. Hall still going to be a, you know, a little junk-time bitch? Um, Jackie Crisp, just Collingwood's Mr. Reliable. Um, you know, with the emergence of the, the greatest player ever in, um, in Day, you know, Nick Dacos. Um, <laughs> you know, is he just going to send down back? Jordan Dawson at a new club. Does, you know, is Jordan Dawson the defender from Adelaide that we picked now that we've lost uh, Rory Laird? You know, all these questions start coming into mind. Like, Jordan Ridley finished what would have been as the 10th best defender last year. And, you know, he started like a house on fire. Um, and the ever-reliable Tom Stewart. How have you gone kind of separating these big boys? Um, I've probably been a bit stingy, to be honest. I, I Zeeble probably is a little bit... Uh, overpriced for me. Um, and sorry, not to mention Lockie Whitfield at an absolute bargain basement price. Yeah, well, so he's like, he's almost. Yeah, no, I I rarely rate the Lockie Whitfield one. Just yeah, five oh two and a and a dual position. That's it's almost a gimme. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, at the moment, I don't actually have any of the top five that they've ranked in terms of price at the moment. Just because I don't know, I just feel like. They're maybe just a little bit overpriced, every one of them. But I, I suppose, Jake Lloyd, you make a good point. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just happy to start at the moment with D1 at Jack Crisp. I've got Jordan Dawson in at the moment, but that's, again, just so I don't forget about him. I'm not really sure if I'll run him. I know he, um, towards his uh, end at Sydney, he was obviously pumping out good scores and had that role, but now it's different. Um, we'll just have to see. We can obviously assume what he'll probably do at Adelaide, but... Um, yeah, until I actually see him running around, I'll just have to keep an eye on him. It's funny, um, is, is it just going to be the same role now that Rory Laird is their best midfielder and Matt Crouch is just dead all the time? 
well, yeah, I would assume so, but I don't know. I can't even think who else. He'd probably be nearly one of their most senior defenders if he's playing on a halfback flank. Like, yeah, man, they man. lost they lost Jake Kelly, so he's out. Their um, team is absolutely cabbage. They got Tom Do- uh, Tom Duda. He's not going to take much off Dawson. Um, just trying to think who else they might have. Brody Smith. Yeah, so he probably looks all right, Jordan Dawson. But again, I'd, I want to see him running around and actually playing a role and see how they use him. Um, Christian Salem, not bad at five fourteen. I actually like. Um, I think Caleb Daniel and Bailey Dale, either or, at you know between five twenty and five ten. Um, are pretty safe bets, and uh, yeah, I don't think you can really do much wrong by picking either one of them. Um, I'm probably biased. I, I think Braden Maynard is going to have a big year, so 502k for him uh, isn't a bad price. Harry Perryman flies under the radar at GWS constantly, but I, I'm not really sure if he's a starter at all. He'd have to, um, you know, string together a good first month and. You know, to really start putting him on the minds of all the super coaches out there. Um, yeah, just just browsing and trying to fill time while I'm looking. Um, I think I, I wouldn't actually mind having a crack at. Obviously, we've got Lockie Whitfield, but I wouldn't mind having a crack at either Isaac Cumming or like Lockie Ash. Probably coming more than Ash. I think Ash coming is probably a little bit more ahead of him in terms of his development. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just GWS halfbackers just give me good vibes and just something I would I'm going to be watching very closely to see if I can get on any one of them. Um, what happened to Wayne Miller last year? Was it- um, yeah, yeah, we had I him. Don't... All, we had him all preseason and. Yeah, I think it was a knee. I'm just going to quickly Google it. Yeah, the, one, the patella tendon. It was? Okay. Yeah. You know, because remember last preseason, there was all this hype around Miller R and, you know, he's 271K again now, like... I personally didn't get it. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, did, I didn't buy into it. ball user, like with Laird going forward and stuff. But yeah, so similar. That just goes to Jordan Dawson, surely. Yeah, you would think so. Um, yeah. No, I, I like I said, I didn't buy into any of that hype on Miller last year. Um, but that's not to say that, yeah, not to say anything negative about him. I just wasn't buying it like everyone else. What do you think about, um, speaking of injuries, James Sicily? Yeah, oh, man, I can't believe we haven't spoken about Sis yet. I cannot believe that. Um, you know why? Because I didn't hit save on my team this morning. I put together a team this morning <laughs> and then just like, yeah, didn't have a look at it. Look. The Sis is a freaking hugely undervalued player this year. You know he'll be back on kick-ins. Um, yeah. You know he's going to be super eager to get out there. I cannot believe we've spoken about defence and it's taking this long to mention his name. Um, <laughs> he is in the inner circle. I absolutely love him. And at 448 is absolute unders, even if you don't finish the year with him. Like, even yeah. if you stunk it up. Like, yeah. ninety ninety five at that price. Anything above it is just an added bonus. Um, and I think, yeah, at that price, it's one of those ones that you just, you have to pick it. Like him and Whitfield. Like, you just pick them. Um, I, the thing with the Sicily factor though, and this again, why I like the Prusewitz situation is it almost allows you to run it at D four early as well. Yeah. Um, which I feel a lot more comfortable with. Um, yeah, but I do like, like I love the Sicily pick. It was, I was I'm always a, a bit, sorry, you go. I was having a bit of a laugh. Um, that's, 
you know, Bombs put it through, put his team through this morning in the disc, and everyone was giving him a bit of a slack for the Sicily pick, but yeah, I loved it. Yeah, no, I, I don't see any issue with it. Obviously, there's always a risk, like, you know, of the bloke who's been injured, but yeah, I, I reckon Sicily's going to have enough time between when he's fully recovered from his knee and when the season starts that he'll be cherry ripe, ready to go. Um, yeah, he's good to go, yeah, from round one. Oh, as far as I'm aware, well, because when did he do it? He did it at the end of yeah. um, at the end of 2020. Yeah. So he's had he's going to have had 15, 16 months to recover from a 12 month injury. As far as I'm aware, I'm no doctor, but that's how the math goes in my head. Yeah, yeah, it should be fine. Um, who who do you like as a like? Obviously, rookies are very hit and miss at this point in time. But who do you like just from the draft thinking? Oh, you know, they'll, they'll be a handy addition. Anyone? Uh, not overly. Like, having like having a look at the moment in the Supercoach format, I'm liking a lot more of, you know, the year before or the year before that mm-hmm. or the fallen, almost the fallen primo or the, or the player getting the new berth in another team. Like, yeah. I'm liking a lot more of them. I mean, Charlie Constables, Will Brody, Canelio, um, yeah. you know, having a look down in defence, you know, Will Kelly from Collingwood who suffered the broken yeah. leg, Will Gould. Um, there's a lot, you know, those players are about to kind of emerge into their bodies. I mean, Will Gould's a unit. Um, you know, Flynn Perez from North Melbourne. Like, it's weird that there hasn't been besides I, I think besides the the big two in Horn Francis and Dacos, not yet has there been and and, and this will change. This will change mm. and, and this you know, I'm not saying what we're saying now isn't gospel by any means. I think no. they're gonna be completely different. Um, 100%. but yeah, and until the preseasons all kick in, I, I it's probably not even worth talking about. You're probably right, but it's not gonna stop us. A hundred percent. Um Back to you, speaking who do you like? Uh, I don't really know. At the moment, I've got, like, obviously, I've just gone with the names who seem to get a little bit more hype on draft night. You know, uh, Rhett Bazo, uh that went to West Coast. They said he was a slider. Um, but the thing with him is that he's obviously got McGovern and Barras ahead of him in, in his role. Yeah. Um, Would be handy Charlie Dean, the defensive forward option, too. So if him and Skinner were picked, it's... Yeah, that's yeah, it. Flawless. Um, Charlie Dean at Collingwood. I know he didn't get drafted originally in the national draft, but he got his opportunity in the rookie draft. And, you know, he seems to be... Yeah, he seems to have his head screwed on pretty well. And 2K. Yeah, he's 102. You've got... Um, I think I'm thinking of the right guy. Uh, you've got the two mature ages. So you've got the one at Essendon, Garrett McDonough who's 117, um, and Greg Clark, who's 117 at West Coast in the midfield. Um, yeah, obviously, I I think it um, gave me a little bit of, who was it? It was Bailey Fritch and someone else, a Bulldogs player from a few years ago. Remember we... Um, Hannon. You know, was it Hannon? I feel like it was someone else. Yeah. Uh, What's that, what's that little dude's name? Kavara. I think oh, I'm yeah, thinking yeah, Kavara. Yeah, Kavara, yeah. Um, Are you talking about mature ages? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't mind always having a little flatter on... Like, just, again, like I've said it multiple times already in the last half an hour, I, I like just putting blokes in my initial team just so I don't forget them. Yeah. And I feel like McDonough and Clark, if they are mature age and 
if I understand correctly, then they might be they also might be in the mix for round one. Um, yeah, but other than that, you touched on Will Kelly. I've got Ash Johnson in at the moment just because I'm big on him. I hope he can break out and be something for Collingwood. Um, and like you said before, you I know you prefer second, third-year guys, but um, Reef McInnes didn't debut last year, had a bit of injury, but he also looks like he might be in line for a debut this season sometime. So, yeah, we'll, we will see. But um, it's all, yeah, like you said before, it's all just, it's all talk and, yeah, anyone could be right at this point in, point in time. Bit of, bit of tongue-in-cheek. Mm. All right, let's head across to the midfield where we've got all the absolute big guns and, you know, they're not so big guns at the same time. Um <laughs> I suppose, and it you know it depends how your budget co- compared to what you can do here and where you want to go. Um, it's I'm a little bit annoyed that my boy Pat Lipinski's a, a mid only. I would have loved a little bit of mid yeah. forward about Paddy Lipinski this season. It would have made shit nice and easy, but it took me. He's a tough price, but oh, three ninety one. That's freaking. That's just cool. uh, three three fifty nine, but oh, still, yeah, yeah, it's probably just a little bit over what you want to spend. A little bit under, yeah. yeah. Um, Took Miller, Clayton Oliver, Bontepalli, Lyons, and Mitchell round off the top five. Sammy Walsh at 632. I mean, a 637. What can Walsh do this year? Um, and then you've got a, you know, a couple of your other kind of clonkers. And then you look down. I think the midfield offers a shit ton of value, like a lot, a lot of yeah. value. Um, and shit that really, really interests me. I think it's it's almost handy with the amount of mid-forward options we've got because you'll get a lot of people that probably jump off Dangerfield this year. Um, mm-hmm. I won't be one. I will definitely be on him. I think he has to have a massive year for Geelong to... to and again, early days, but for Geelong to be any good. Fife, the cheapest we've ever seen that. Fife, can you trust the body? Uh, yeah. Lockie Neal, the cheapest we've seen Lockie Neal. Can you trust the body? But we've got all these players. I mean, lesser extent, bloody um, Taylor Adams from Collingwood, like yeah. five sixteen. We've got so much value in that midfield. But when you ask yourself, and something that we're big on, you know, do you think they'll be top ten? Well, do you pick them? Not pick them? Like it, it's it is tough there. Um, what are your thoughts on the big boys? Yeah, well, I agree with you. I think unless you have faith that someone's going to be a top ten, I don't see any point in just you know, dabbling around the 500k mark with someone who you're just going to be happy to take hundreds from, you know, because you really, because come the end of the year, that's where you're going to be missing out on a little bit when everyone's gone, you know, got the best of the best and you're still just settling for hundreds. Um, not that a hundred's a bad score, but, you know, when, when it all comes down or every point matters in the end. Um, yeah, I've, at the moment I've got J-Mac, Steele and Oliver as my top three. Um, I, don't, I couldn't imagine that. It'll probably change. I wanted Took Miller in there, but I think Lockheed Neal does offer good value. Uh, I know everyone's tearing up the track at this point of the year, and I was reading something the other day that it was just an article about him, and they reckon he's back as you know as strong as ever. So obviously uh, that could well and truly go out the window by you know next week. We you know we all heard that Scott Pendlebury was training the house down <laughs> too, and next minute he's out for four weeks. So that could very well be Neal. Um, It'll be interesting because, you know, we've we've had guys in the past like Laird and I Parish to a lesser extent last year, but then, you know, Mills and Petrarca and um, oh, probably, yeah, probably just those names more, to be honest, like that have had 
um, DPP and things like that. But now they're mid only, so they probably go down in ownership and they're going to be. Um, what's the word? It's been that long since we've done Supercoach stuff. Um, a pod. That's what I was thinking of. Point of difference. Um, yeah. So you know, if you've got them and they carry on their form from last year, it's going to be more a point of difference thing rather than everyone having them this year. Um, you know, one that yeah, I think they... will be surprisingly highly owned. Um, Tom Green from GWS. I think he'll, especially early. I think he'll have his fans. Look, I love Tom Green. I've got him in my keeper draft, and and that is going to be a 10, 15 year investment. Um, but I wouldn't. I'm not picking him for. Classic. Uh, who else we got? Like there? Well, for a bit of value at two sixty six. Yeah, I think so. He, he's one that when I was scrolling through the list originally did catch my eye a little bit. Um, yeah, not really sure. I didn't. I didn't see a lot of him at um, GWS. So obviously, I've seen even less of him at Essendon because he's been injured. Um, but yeah, no, he could definitely be someone who uh, is worth picking after we see him run around a little bit in the preseason. Jackson Haightley from Adelaide. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I'm just looking like I'm. I'm a really big fan of Zach Bailey and Taron Thomas, and I'm just looking at them now. And oh, look, I wouldn't endorse starting the season with them, but they do have DPP, and they could both be interesting forward options. I think they've both got very good careers ahead of them, and um, it might be a little bit too soon to jump on them for Supercoach, but. Yeah, I think you could do worse and come the end of the year if those two are playing some decent footy, you know, they might round out my team for all I know. Um, you got, yeah, Jordan Degoe, as you touched on earlier, he probably will miss round one. Who really knows what's happening with that? But, um, you know, we got the best out of him for the last second half of the year, last year, uh, last season, and 463 seems to be pretty good value if he can string that together for a whole year. Um, but then, like we said off the top, if he's... I don't think he's going to be a top 10 midfielder. So he probably is more likely to be a top six forward. So I probably would be picking him there instead. Um, Patrick Cripps, you think? At any value there at 454? I'll have a chat with a Carlton supporter. Look, at 454, I think it's... It's just that danger zone, isn't it? Like, mm. so much can go wrong, so much can go right, but... Yeah. If you have a look at his last two seasons, it just suggests that so much is going to go wrong. Yeah. And I mean, well, do not, you really yeah. want to run into the season with Lockie Neal, Nat Fife, Patrick Cripps? Like, <laughs> you know, um, we're talking about these, you know, Bruce Witt, like, yeah. it's for me, like, that's just sitting there at the moment. Like, do I really want to go another one who's, if his back's cooked, they might have more wins this year, which means he may be able to sit out. I mean, wins normally correlate to points too. If he's back to his best, mm. he's a bargain at four fifty four, and I guarantee you, I'm going to look at him. There's yeah, zero 100%. chance that I don't, I don't spend a, a, a time period having a look at it. It's you know, it's it's, it's going to be interesting. There's a there's a lot of perceived value there too. You know, like Tim Kelly from um, all, almost that whole uh, West Coast midfield. Yeah, could be any um, of them, really. You know, if you get that one right, but is it worth even rolling the dice on that? You know, it's. Well, see, that's why I'm sort of. That's why I mentioned Greg Clark before, because I feel like West Coast midfield is really just like. I, I, I think since 2018, since they obviously won the flag, I feel like Adam Simpson has grown increasingly more irritable with his team. Yeah. And 
really is not afraid to make big calls and be like someone like Greg Clark, who's a mature age and is playing his first year. I don't think uh, Adam Simpson would hesitate to go, well, you know, you're putting your best foot forward, you're in. Luke Shuey, you're out. Elliot Yo, you're out. I, I just don't think he's going to hesitate to swing the axe this year because, I don't know, just it's just a vibe I get from him that he's getting more fed up with his senior group. Like He's obviously never going to come out and, and you know, rip him apart in the media, but I just get this feeling that, yeah, they're, they're let, starting to let him down a little bit. and I don't know. He's, he's, his job's going to be on the line soon enough eventually too, so... Yeah, I'm not sure. It'll just be interesting to see what they do with their midfield mix. I think he could be a good option. It's almost about time. Hey, you know what I just realised? Like, I just said Tuka Miller was the number one player. My super coach is glitched. I don't have Jackson, yeah. I don't have Jackson McRae there at all. I can't pick him. <laughs> I did, like, I'm just looking at, like, I was looking at my team on field. I'm like, oh, where's, where's McRae? And then I'm like, what the freaking hell? So I started scrolling up. And it, honestly, on my super coach, it says number one what, scoring just... player, Tuka Miller, number two. Um, Clayton Oliver doesn't matter what I sort it by doesn't matter what I do Took Miller's uh, number three Jack Steele's still above there him there you go well. I don't have Jack Steele there either so what does your what does your number say when you look it just goes three Took Miller it just says Took Miller one Clayton Oliver two Mark Spondapelli three like <laughs> what if I go Can't Western buy. Bulldogs hang on let's have a look here if I search Western Bulldogs no nah, still not there are you on the website or the app uh, the website yeah so am I that's weird that's bizarre never seen anything like this before in my life <laughs> Cop that. Uh, no, yeah. you're not allowed to have them this year. Too bad. Maybe that's a sign. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, because I'm sitting there, I'm looking at my team, and I'm like, why do I not have McRae? And I've got like I've got enough money in my kitty to get McRae too. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? That's that's weird. Yeah. Maybe maybe it is an omen. Yeah. You know one that I do like too? I like Tom Mitchell at six like six forty again. Like I, I feel yeah. like he started to become Tom Mitchell of old, you know, it took yeah. a while last year and um, like you know, at this stage, am I too fixated on Fife and Neil? Like you know, Fife and Neil Dangerfield. Am I? Have I failed to see that the guard has passed, especially in that Dangerfield Fife zone? Like, am, or am mm. I just getting too sucked into value? Like, it's well, just to go off what you just said about passing of the guard. Who's who's really taking the guard at Geelong? I don't think there's really anyone. Yeah, no, but I've all met like the Supercoach format. Like, you know, oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Are they done? Like, not done, but are they sub-110 now? Is that yeah. where, where they're... Yeah, they're not, like Uber, yeah. they're not Uber Primo anymore. Um, you know, like, I, ex- uh, I actually expect Took Miller to be very lowly owned, just at the price. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, well, know, he loses perfect segue his, into... He loses his PIC in um, Greenwood <laughs> as well. And, yeah, well, uh, what about his other partner in crime, potentially? Matt, Matt Rao. Oh, Matty Rowe, yeah, gains one back. Holy shit, I forgot about Matt Rowe, actually. I'm going to go pick him up. 3.42. I've got him penciled. I don't have him in, but he'll be one to watch. Um, Again, I I know, like I said before, about Lockie Neal and the whole preseason hype stuff. Um, Yeah, I was reading something about Matt Rowe the other day, and they, like, call him footy head and stuff. He reminds me a bit of me, really, except he can actually play and I can't. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, just that he's a big footy nuffy and he can't get enough. So I imagine he'll be doing everything he can to um, really have a third. You know, he's obviously second season was a bit riddled by injuries and stuff like that. But I, I would imagine that he's got the determination to make his third year better than his second. If I'm taking anything away from this podcast today, it's that you compared yourself to Matt Rao. <laughs> Only from a knowledge side, not, yeah, not a... Yeah, pure football ability. Yeah, no, I also like to tuck my shirt into my pants while I do a podcast. 
look, Charlie Constable should really get a chance up there as well. Like that is yeah, for sure. Like yeah, I, I can't believe that he wasn't in that Geelong team. Who do you think's their starting midfield? Uh, Miller, Rao, and then Anderson, or yeah, uh, no, no, no one probably still spend more time on the wing actually. Um, yeah, practically filter to Gold Coast Mids. Who else have we got there? Uh, I think I think they'll they'll change quite a bit. I mean, um, Brandon Ellis, he's probably a winger. Fiorini probably who's gets. The, yeah, Fe, uh, no, who was the one that went through there at stage of last year and impressed? Um, mm, no one from a super coach perspective. They got Weller and Swallow, but they're probably not. Um, yeah, it's a. You know, they're, they're, There's no one else on their midfield list. You'd probably assume players. that Anderson might have that step up because they're going to need that run and carry. Yeah, true. I, I think Constable can be a, a pretty... Because I don't really see Constable as anything other than an inside, so... Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just looking do, at the other just, one. just still continue to tackle. Um, there we go. I hit refresh and my, my team's... <laughs> my players are back. So that's handy. Do you reckon they give Will Power more midfield minutes? Oh, I wouldn't be picking him, but like he had a good year at the end of the last year. Uh, yeah, probably. Sam Flanders. Yeah, no, I can't. Oh, no, I can't work out who you're talking about. Yeah, no, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Probably just talking about right. so. um, Yeah, well, Charlie Constable even in that team with the midfielders they've got there. Like, uh, like how much different is he from Real and Miller now? The oh, he's probably not. Yeah, like, he's they're, probably not. They're, they're very similar players. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I think he's too good not to be getting regular games, though. But I haven't seen him play anywhere else. I, he doesn't strike me as a half-forward or half-back type. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, Miller, yeah, Miller, he, he can just obviously do it all. He's inside, he's outside, he's... Half back, he's half forty. He goes everywhere. Um, but yeah, maybe Raul and Constable are more alike than than we remember. Fuck, so much of me wants to try and find a way to get Matt Raul into my team. <laughs> if you had to pick between Matt Raul and his old sparring partner Will Brody, who would you pick? Uh, without. All things considered, cash. Yeah, it's, it's hard because that's the hardest part. Is is you have to consider cash in that question. Yeah. Um. Uh, look, I think Matt Real, Matt Will Brody's had plenty of chances to be that player. Like you know, like he had his chance at Gold Coast to be that player. Yeah. And he never done it. So what's the chance that he's going to go across and and be that player over it? You know, so I think I, I think I would go real in that format. But three fifty, like he has to come out and average ninety five. I think. Um, yeah. Kind of justify yeah. that. He, he, he can do yeah. that. I mean. Yeah. Know, no. That's no, the yeah. only problem is his injury. Yeah. Um. You know. How his does... injuries. His injuries weren't like anything. Uh, how do I explain? Like they were more impact injuries rather than. Yeah, but like actual, head, uh, what's it do between the head? And I mean, I, I, like, I'm true. pretty sure he's a pretty headstrong guy. Yeah. Um, but what does it do, you know, in that head? I mean, that's yeah. um, that's the only one. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know the other one I, I, I like, and I don't know if I'm just so, like, just, I 
was going to say can't get not dick out of his ass, but that's probably not the best saying uh, <laughs> on one of these. Um, Cooper Stevens from Geelong, like uh, we talk about old players again, like you know potentially getting a go, and he's one for me that I'm just like fuck. Cooper Stevens deserves a chance. Yeah, yeah, um, but uh, I don't I don't really know with uh, with Geelong because uh, that's what I was yeah. going to say. It's, it's almost the coach that won't do it, isn't it? Yeah, they just seem to be a little bit reluctant to. I, don't, like, I sort of can't blame Chris Scott in a way. Like you know, if you were constantly making it far into finals and you were doing that with a seasoned side, you you would just keep doing it, wouldn't oh, you? And it. He'll, like, he'll go down with that sinking ship. I mean, when yeah, hundred percent. All those players are done. He'll be done as well. That'll be yeah. He'll he'll ride this build out. Yeah. Um, to the very end. Oh, I got yeah. back around my team then just having a little bit of a play around and uh, <laughs> uh, $1,200 left. But I think my midfield's way too stacked, actually. McCray, Alonso, Walsh, Dangerfield, yeah. Neil, Rao, Constable, Horn, Francis, and then on my bench, Dacle, Stevens, Clark. Jesus. That is stacked as shit. <laughs> you're assuming, like, you're assuming here Horn, Francis, and Dacos are absolute morals for round one, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, you would imagine so. You'd think especially... With well, I don't know. I was going to say, especially with North Melbourne, but Collingwood are probably in the same boat. Ah, uh, well, Buckley um, said last year that if he had Dacos there, he was playing round one. Yeah, he did yeah. too, actually. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Not to turn this into a Collingwood podcast, but because you know, I could definitely do that. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of training stuff, and yeah, yeah Dacos, he looks pretty settled. Um, Finn McRae at two hundred is another one who oh, I'm massive on Finn McRae. I think he's going to be so good, but like. Obviously, being 204k, he then goes into the mix with everyone else we've been speaking about, you know, Brody Constable, Dacos, Horn Francis, and then bloody everyone else who's around that mark. But, yeah, I, I'd love to start with Finn McRae. I just don't think I can find it in me to do it. Well, there's got to be points because Degoe's not going to be in that midfield to start the season. Now, mm. I've got a bit of a question. Does that kind of hinder the Jack Crisp pick in the sense that no Degoe, no Pendlebury? Yeah. Uh, Why no Pendles? No, Pendles oh, because of the position change. He will be back. Yeah, Pendles will be yeah. back. Yeah, it's, yeah, okay. So no Dugowie. Yeah, like, does Crisp yeah. then go play midfield and then have to go back and, you know, redo his position as that running halfback flanker again? Or is he just going to be a pure midfielder? Like, with the Crisp pick, like, any worries? No, I personally think Crisp will play more mid than defence this year, even with Dugowie, I reckon. My, I reckon our back line is pretty settled, to be honest, and that's without him. So, you know, taking away, you've got Ruffhead and um, Moore as your two key pillars. And then I reckon we're going with Quainer, who at 400000 I reckon, is a smoky for a breakout year, but I, that's just personally. Um, I so you've got Quainer. Every Collingwood player is a smoky for a breakout. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. We're winning the flag this year. Watch out. Um, oh, fuck. Now I've lost my train. Like we've got, <laughs> you've got me too excited. No, Quaint. So I'm just thinking about halfbackers in smaller types. So Quaina, Maynard. Uh, I reckon Pendles is going a halfback. That that allows Crisp to stay as a mid. Um, they've been talking about Nick Dacos playing off halfback. Um but then you've obviously still got Noble. Trey Rusco, they they think, is looking all right. And yeah, so he's... He has to play behind the ball because he's fucking... Yeah, yeah, no, he is. Um, but I think there's enough there in terms of running and rebounding defenders 
um, to allow Crisp to stay as a midfielder. Um, and then it would obviously be a luxury for Fly if he had to send Crisp back. But I don't think he's going to be starting there and or staying there. Okay. But this is just one man's opinion. Yeah. Um, did I just keep the other super coach? Because I don't have super coach gold at the moment. Did that just happen? Oh, maybe. I don't Well, I don't know. No, nah, no, nah, it worked. It's just nah. my phone just being an arsehole. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Well, look, I said this was going to be a 15-minute podcast. It's turned into a 50-minute podcast. So... <laughs> I said to the missus before, I'm like, oh, just jumping in for a quick podcast, babe. Yeah. Probably go for about 20 minutes. Which yeah, no, I knew it would be about an hour or so. No, it's good. Look, it's good to have it back. I'm sure that we'll catch up yeah. very soon and have another chat. Um, no doubt. You know, just maybe talk about the different. I'm just screenshotting my team now. Um I'll screenshot it. What's the date? Save it on the computer. What is the date? 15th of the 12th, 2021. There we go. 15th of the 12th, 2021. First Supercoach team. I might make a Supercoach folder on the desktop because... Oh, God. That's exactly what I've done. I've got a SC Elites folder and I've got, like, I think it goes back about four years, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Fucking not too bad because I always, like, you know, I always have a look at screenshots on my phone then I end up deleting it and... Yeah. Um, but yeah, we want to say that. If you're in Discord, I'm going to chuck that into my team right now and we'll go from there. But uh, anything else to add, Jolly? Nah, nah. Plenty of water to go under the bridge. And, and I'm sure everything we said today will not count for anything next month. Well, so. that's good. All right. On behalf of uh, <laughs> Schmitty, myself, and the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites, which mind you, get in there now because it's about to start heating up. Uh, my name's Corey. I forgot what I was going to say. Peace out. Thank you for listening. See you, fam.